On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, a Foundation Series Cybertruck owner joins me to discuss his thoughts on the stainless steel beast after owning it for a couple of weeks. The new Model 3 Performance has a reported production window. Elon Musk's shareholder-approved compensation package gets retroactively rejected by a Delaware judge and more. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey here with you for the palindromatic episode 444 of Ride the Lightning. It's even publishing on the fourth day of the month, February 4th, 2024. Alongside me, Daisy the Boxer, snoozing over on the couch and snoozing right at my feet uh, for the final time on, on this podcast, making her final Ride the Lightning appearance. I'm bittersweet, sad to say, is Zelina the future service dog? Because hopefully soon, in about six months, future service dog will simply become service dog. So uh, next Friday, so the, the day I record, I think I might have already talked about this at the end of a recent show. Uh, we'll see how I'm holding up emotionally. Because, <laughs> you know, we're giving her back for, we knew this was how it was going to go. And we're, of course, we want her to go on and be a service dog. Uh, and really help somebody out. But, you know, we've we've raised her for the last 15 months, and so it's going to be tough, you know? we Especially, this is our first time as puppy raisers for canine companions, so we don't have any, like, emotional scar tissue <laughs> built up of having done this again. But um, I'll talk about that probably at the end of next week's show. I can tell you about how the, the turn-in went, because there's, like, a whole ceremony plan. They asked us for pictures, so... I'm sure bittersweet tears will be shed next week, but for now, I am thrilled to have, for one final time, Zelina the Future Service Dog right next to me. I've got so much to get to this week, let's get started, and I begin here with kudos to Ford this week for announcing that they are not charging their EV customers for the adapter needed to access Tesla superchargers. Ford CEO Jim Farley posted on X saying, quote, When we announced Ford EVs would get access to Tesla superchargers, I said we'd send customers a fast-charging adapter. I'm pleased to confirm that eligible Mustang Mach-E and F-150 Lightning owners in the U.S. and Canada can reserve a complimentary adapter starting soon. This is our way of saying thank you. We want to make charging more convenient for our Ford EV owners, So we're excited to add Tesla chargers and we'll continue growing our Blue Oval Charge Network. More details soon. Well, maybe I'm just being too cynical or more likely is that I've seen this go the other way a thousand times out of a thousand and one. But I just fully expected Ford and all of the other automakers who've signed on to the NACS coalition to charge their customers for this adapter. And I'm not necessarily saying they'd be in the wrong for that, right? Because when you bought your non-Tesla EV, there was no expectation of getting an adapter for free. I guess up until now, right? I guess that's maybe one differentiation to make. But but still, kudos to Ford for providing this free of charge to their Mach-E and F-150 Lightning owners. And maybe some, maybe all of the other automakers will do so as well. But hopefully... 
they will follow Ford's lead, do the right thing for their EV customers and absorb this cost themselves. But some good news to start the week there. Also, I want to say congratulations to the owners of the very first Model 3 revisions. The new Model 3s, the artist formerly known as Highland, I guess we got to start phasing that name out now that the car is out and the old Model 3 is no longer in production. But the very first of the new Model 3s started delivery earlier this week. And at least, hey, this is one Tesla New Year's prediction that I got right. Tesla did indeed start deliveries of the new Model 3 in North America by the end of January. Nailed it. But snuck in on like the last day of January for that. Now, as I've been jokingly saying, my car is officially old now, but at least it's still going to take quite a while for the new Model 3 to be a more common sight here on California roads than the old one. Uh, Although in fairness to the new one, The old one's got a head start of, oh, about 2 million cars. So it will take some time for the new one to catch up. Uh, I've got an interesting little Cybertruck development here to mention to you at the top of the podcast this week. Apparently, the Foundation Series trucks that are being delivered now are being delivered without their aero wheel covers. Now, there's a lot of unsubstantiated chatter going around the community, that there's a problem with the covers staying on. But it could also simply be, and uh, tire wear is on the the uh, the sidewall is the other part that's been more scientifically documented. T-Sportline did a video on it that, that really kind of showed it pretty clearly on their Cybertruck with a couple thousand miles on it. So could it be getting redesigned? Could it simply be that the part is back-ordered from the supplier could go either way. It probably is getting revised. That's probably why Tesla has has stopped delivering new Cybertrucks with the wheel covers because they don't want to see any sidewall tire wear happen to any of the other Cybertrucks that that get delivered. But uh, it's not a recall. It's not, don't don't believe anything you might read about that. Um, I saw a couple mentions of the word recall online with regard to this this past week and the couple people that I saw do it I politely respond to them and say hey this this isn't a recall uh please change your wording on this cuz we all know as as Tesla owners we know all too well the very loaded word that recall is we all just lived through the recent 2 million Tesla recall that was of course just an over-the-air software update so this is uh not a recall tesla is not seeking the aero covers on existing already delivered cyber trucks to be returned to them at least not at this point in time and it is currently just speculation that the aero cover is getting a a refresh of its design so that it no longer causes any side wall issue a sidewall tire wear issue so uh we'll keep an eye on that one And, you know, if it is simply a matter of the part being backordered, which we do have to acknowledge as a a reasonable possibility here, that could very well be the case because we've seen it with other Teslas. I lived through it on my own car. As a lot of you know that have been listening for a while, I was lucky enough to be one of the very first performance Model 3s that got delivered, and my car and a number of other early performance Model 3s were delivered without the carbon fiber spoiler, which took 
seven months for Tesla to bring to me and install for them to actually make the thing and, and get it out to me and get it installed. So this stuff does happen. Now, am I completely excusing Tesla for not delivering these cyber trucks, which as we all know, are already premium priced, delivering them without everything that they're supposed to have? No, I'm not excusing that. But it's also not necessarily a red flag about anything to do with the covers. But again, the, the T-Sport line video that shows the sidewall wear is reasonable evidence to suggest that a, a redesign of them is coming. Um, I will say that if there is a tweak coming from Tesla, I sure hope they don't change the look of them. I hope they don't shrink them. I hope the aero cover, they're able to figure out a way where it still extends out onto the, you know, over the sidewall of the tire because I personally really like the look of those aero covers. I just personally think that they complement the truck really well. And speaking for me and me alone, I'm, I'm personally not a fan of how the Cybertruck looks without the aero covers on them. So again, I will update you on this whenever we hear more, whenever we learn more about what's going on here. Now, speaking of the Cybertruck, I hope all of you who are kindly and generously backing me at that $10 per month tier or higher on my Patreon enjoyed this week's lightning round mini episode in which I gave you a bunch of ideas that I've literally made a spreadsheet of. I've made a, actually it's a Word doc. It's a Google doc. I have a Google doc filled with custom license plate ideas for my Cybertruck. And here in California, we're able to check them all on the DMV website to see if they're taken. So I've, I've got a whole list of them for you. If, uh, if you're maybe interested in, in considering that for your Cybertruck when you get one, and maybe you'll like one of the ideas that I throw out. But if you'd like to listen to that, as well as the other 80-something other lightning round mini episodes that are already archived on Patreon, you can support me on Patreon at that $10 per month tier. That's the most popular tier. You don't just get those lightning round episodes each and every week. You also get early access to each week's podcast. So my Patreon page where you can go to sign up, go uh, do any of the, any pledge at any level that you like is found at patreon.com slash Tesla podcast, Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If you want to do a one-time annual pledge, just pledge once for the whole year rather than doing the monthly thing, I say uh, thank you to you to, if you do that by giving you a 10% discount on that annual pledge. Also, don't forget that Patreon now has free seven-day trials, so that is enabled for that popular $10 a month tier if you'd like to go and check it out without any financial obligation. Check it out, patreon.com slash Podcast. I would be humbled and grateful if you feel that I have earned your support. Next, a recent report from China this week has suggested that sales of the new Tesla Model 3 performance will likely start around the second quarter of this year. The vehicle is expected to be produced in both the Fremont factory in California and Gigafactory Shanghai in China. Well, if that proves exactly true, that would be a first because I am 
quite certain that that uh, Giga Shanghai has had never produced the Performance Model 3. That if you ordered a, a Performance 3 anywhere in the world, you were getting it out of the Fremont factory. Maybe that's changed in... Oh, now, see, now I'm doubting myself. Now I'm not quite sure. Anyway, this report, which I'm going to read you the summary of, courtesy of Tesla Rati, suggests that it's going to be built in both Fremont here in my backyard and Giga Shanghai over in China. So as Tesla Rati writes... As per a recent report from local Chinese media outlet Dong Shidi, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, if not, I apologize, the upgraded Tesla Model 3 performance is expected to go on sale in China in the second quarter. The vehicle will reportedly be priced close to the U.S. equivalent of $55,730. Let's hope it's under this 55K mark, even if it's 54999 that's my own editorialization right there. And back to Teslarati, it will feature new rims as well as a revamped braking system with larger brake discs and more capable tires. The vehicle will reportedly also go into mass production at the end of March in both the Fremont factory and Giga Shanghai. The excitement surrounding the upgraded Model 3 performance is notable, especially since it is the company's most capable vehicle on the track. Previous comments from Tesla Australia chief engineer and Model 3 program veteran Daniel Ho indicated that the upcoming performance car would be, quote, pretty special since the electric vehicle maker, quote, left a few things on the table, end quote, when it released the previous generation Model 3 performance, a.k.a. the one in my garage. So let's talk about this for a minute. First, Q2 certainly sounds right if they're going to start producing them at the end of March, which means they will start delivering in early April, most likely close to the factory, and then ship out from there. They would count towards Q2 numbers, so that's that all tracks. Right now, the first deliveries of that new Model 3 are happening with both the base model and then the long-range dual motor to follow, so it would make sense that now that Tesla is back in production with the new Model 3, that they're starting with one version, the base model, and as they ramp that production up, they will add in the other two, which basically is what they did back when the Model 3 production originally started in 2017. The, the entire first year of production was the long-range rear-wheel drive version of the Model 3, and then in July of 2018, which is when I got my car, they started building the long-range dual-motor and the Performance Model 3 was added in at that point as well. If this car is better than the outgoing Model 3 Performance, meaning in the Performance department, and if it were to still qualify for the $7,500 tax credit that I remind you is now a point-of-sale credit, then I could see this new performance being extremely appealing to a lot of people for a while. Now, I was doing the math on this. If the new Model 3 performance is as good as I think it's going to be, then it's going to be an absolutely insane value of a car. Now, let's say the price does indeed go up a little bit from the 53000 that it was on the old model when production ended on that model. But let's say it goes up a little because the performance goes up a little bit and it gets the sport bucket seats and the extra interior details. So let's say it is 55,000, but let's say 
it's not the 7.30. Let's say that's, you know, just a literal translation from Chinese currency and that it, it does sneak just under that $55,000 mark, which would put it right up against the MSRP limit for the tax credit. In fact, I guess now that I think a little bit more about it, I hope it's less than 55,000 because if it is 54,990, since that's what Tesla tends to price their vehicles at, whatever, and then 990, that would be kind of a bummer because that would mean only the stealth gray black interior version of the new performance model three would get the tax credit. If you added any paint option and if you added the white interior, you'd go over. But just for the sake of argument here, like keeping it kind of pessimistic, let's just go with 55,000, you know, 54,990 as the, as the price of the new performance model three here in the United States. The real life result of that could be incredible. You'd have 55,000 minus 7,500 at the point of sale. So you're at 47,5 plus tax, of course, which will vary state to state. 47,5 before sales tax for a new performance model three that again, if that performance is going to get better, does zero to 60 in under three seconds and will get approximately 300 miles of range and be awesome on the track. It would be a car that for 47.5 can, which remember the average price of a new car has been going up because of inflation, all that stuff. It's the average price of a new car. In fact, I got to look it up. It's, I know it's not far off of 47.5. Let's see here. Average sale price of a new car in 2024. What's it? Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, 47. This was Yahoo finance. So, okay. Uh, CNBC. So the numbers vary slightly. Yahoo Finance says 47,936 from back in October. Oh, that's from a Kelly Blue Book report. And CNBC from November said it was up to 48,247. So my point being is actually, it emphasizes my point even more. It's exactly the average price of a new car sold in the United States right now for <laughs> and for a track-destroying Un, zero to 60 in under three seconds, just killer new Model 3 that's going to torch just about anything else on the road off the line. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, man. That's for under $50,000 if you qualify for that tax incentive. A friendly reminder, just as an illustration of how far we've come. My car is now five and a half years old. In fact, it's exactly five and a half years old, just a couple days passed in terms of the day I took delivery. I paid $80,000 for my car, although that was with enhanced auto. That was, that was, that's with FSD. So, okay, I guess if we take that off, $72,000. Okay, if we take that off. Um, so, and then, okay, I did get 10 grand back in rebates, but uh, just for sake of argument, 70K in 2018 money to now, 70K back then to now is $85,000 in today's money. So you'd have a better Model 3 performance in basically every way for a little more than half the price when adjusting for inflation. That's crazy. And you're talking about Tesla's best handling car to boot. Like the Plaid is a monster, 
but the Model 3 performance handles better than it does because it's smaller and lighter. So that's that's just wild. Uh, oh, man. So on this note, this week's Patreon poll, which again, you can vote every week on my aforementioned Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Podcast. And unlike the lightning rounds, a mini episodes, you do not need to be backing me on Patreon. Anybody can can just go onto the Patreon page and vote in each week's poll. I typically put them up on Tuesday evenings. This week's question for all of you was, what do you most want to see out of the new Performance Model 3? And I have to say the results surprised me a little bit. Leading the way with 34% of the vote was more visual exterior differences compared to the non-performance Model 3s. In other words, different front fascia, rear fascia, rear spoiler. So the plurality of votes went to uh, the choice of having the car look more visually distinct. Next up at 23%, so a good bit behind that, that number one answer, was more, not zero to 60, but more sustained acceleration pull after 60 miles an hour. If you've got a performance model three, as I do, or I suppose a performance model Y, you know what I'm talking about here. Like it's, it'll, it's a roller coaster ride. It's a roller coaster launch from zero to 60. But then after that, you can feel the power really start to fade and it's, and the car just, just does not pull anywhere nearly as hard. Whereas the plaid S and X just keep pulling until you're at like felony, take me to jail immediately kind of speeds. So the third, the next highest uh, response choice in this poll was 21%. So right behind the more sustained acceleration pull, 21% of voters wanted to see an upgraded suspension the most. 15%, just 15% said they wanted a quicker 0 to 60 time. So clearly the existing 3.1 second 0 to 60 is is enough for a lot of people. And then uh, the last couple categories was something else with leave a comment below. And then just 2% wanted track or performance-oriented seats as the thing they wanted most in the new Performance Model 3. So thank you very much to everybody who took the time to vote in this week's Patreon poll. Next up this week, Tesla has increased its dominance in the state of California. I read this maybe somewhat ironically on Drive Tesla Canada, who writes, Tesla leads California's EV market as Model Y registrations surge 52% in 2023. Tesla continues to be a favorite choice among California buyers. The automaker was the best-selling EV brand in the state in 2023, accounting for over 60% of all EV sales last year. Tesla's dominance was led by none other than the Model Y, with 132,636 registrations in 2023, according to new data published by the California New Car Dealers Association. This was a massive 52% increase from the previous year when the Model Y accumulated 87,257 registrations. All of this put together and Tesla was able to increase their California registrations by 
just under 25%, 24.6% last year, enough to give them a 60.5% share of the EV market in California in 2023. While this is down from the 71% EV market share Tesla held in California in 2022, looking at the larger overall auto market, Tesla was able to increase their share from 11.2% to 13%. So I want to zero in on that 13% overall auto market share in the massive state of California. Again, something like 55 million people in the state of California. That's, I think, an old number too. But anyway, that means 13% of the overall new car market Better than one in every eight new cars sold in this entire state last year was a Tesla. Think about that for just a second. One in eight cars for the entire year in the entire state, from Northern California to Southern, from the coast inland. Like, this is a very diverse state, no matter how you want to define that, like socioeconomically, politically. Um, I, ter- terrain and weather, like we, it's California's got everything, uh, no matter how you're slicing it. And so to, to the entire state, one better than one in every eight, it's not quite one in seven, but one in better than one in every eight new cars sold in California was a Tesla. So that's pretty crazy. Now, Speaking back to what I was just saying a second ago about sort of the diversity of California, it stands to reason that in the big cities, on the coast, you know, the San Diegos, the LAs, the the San Francisco's, that the number was probably quite a bit better than one in eight. And then, you know, as you went inland into the more rural area, it probably is not one in eight. It's probably a little lower, but, you know, as it balances out, one in eight is just crazy. Uh, Another little bit of food for thought on this before I move to the next story. Let's revisit this, but we can think about it now. In three to five years, when the generation three so-called $25,000 Tesla is in production and fully ramped up and the three and the Y are still selling and the Cybertruck is fully ramped up. What will Tesla's numbers in California look like then? Because as we all do know, California is Tesla's biggest state. There are more Teslas sold here than any other state. I know it's partially because we're a huge state, but just think about three years from now, three to five years from now, when the Gen 3 car is online and ramped up, and so is Cybertruck, these numbers for California could be absolutely bonkers in the very best of ways if you're a Tesla fan and or an EV fan. Next this week, uh, in fact, the final story I've got to talk about before, by the way, as you heard at the very top and the headline item of this week's show, I had uh, a wonderful opportunity to have a, a long conversation. It ended up being It's a 48-minute chat that I've got for you. So just as a warning that there is a long convo coming up. I hope you'll enjoy it. But with uh, a Cybertruck owner, somebody that that was able to take delivery of a Foundation Series a couple weeks ago. So he's he's had it for the last two, three weeks or so. So that's coming up after this news story here, which is 
a very weird one, and uh, it's a head scratcher, and it's got a lot of folks upset, and I gotta say, I'm one of them this week. So, Elon Musk's Tesla pay package has been voided by a Delaware judge after the case was ruled in favor of the plaintiff, a shareholder who challenged the validity of the amount of the payday. Another tip of the cap to Tesla Roddy for the summary here. And they write, Judge Kathleen McCormick, yes, she has an A in the middle there, so I'm, uh, I'm not trying to make fun of her name, just I'm actually trying to pronounce it. Kathleen McCormick ruled in the Delaware Court of Chancery that Musk's pay package did not meet the standard of a fair price. A 201-page opinion written by Judge McCormick breaks down her thoughts on Musk's massive pay package. Quote, With a $55.8 billion maximum value and $2.6 billion grant date fair value, the plan is the largest potential compensation opportunity ever observed in public markets by multiple orders of magnitude, over 250 times larger than the contemporaneous median peer compensation plan and over 33 times larger than the plan's closest comparison, which was Musk's prior compensation plan, end quote. She eventually ruled the, quote, unfathomable sum, end quote, was not reasonable. Shareholder Richard Tornetta brought on the lawsuit, challenging that it was not helpful to those who have invested in the company. Tesla executives, including Antonio Gracias, said Musk's massive payday was actually beneficial to shareholders because it ensured the CEO would work toward growing the company and lead it to be successful. This was argued to be a benefit for shareholders. Now, another part of the judge's argument was that, if I'm summarizing accurately here, that despite 76% of shareholders voting in favor of the compensation plan back in 2018, part of her argument was that Elon effectively, again, not in so many words here, but Elon effectively had the board in his pocket and thus the plan that was put forth to the shareholders to vote on was done under unfair circumstances. That was part of the judge's argument here. Now, look, Elon Musk is a pretty polarizing guy these days. I think nobody would really disagree with that no matter how you feel about him. But no matter how you feel about him, I don't think that you can argue that he has earned every penny of this massive compensation package from Tesla. The entire crux of, if you'll remember back to 2018, when the company was still in huge trouble and had not yet successfully transitioned into becoming a high-volume automaker, recall that they were struggling mightily at the time with the Model 3 production ramp, and there was no assurance that they were going to successfully get through that. So Elon basically took nothing, that was the compensation plan, and would get nothing unless he achieved these very lofty goals, which seemed impossible to many observers, both professional and amateur, both to, to a lot of people at the time. Recall that Elon 
was not already getting a high salary with millions of dollars in bonuses every year. That was, he was not that kind of CEO. Elon's entire pay was tied up in stock via these extremely high level company performance goals. But when I say that this compensation plan was deemed as insane back then or impossible, don't take my word for it, even though I'm sure I probably talked about it on the, I'm sure I talked about it on the podcast back in 2018 since I've been doing this thing since 2015. But I went back and looked up the New York Times's write-up on this. So again, if you don't want to take my word for it, that many, many people called this pay package crazy and impossible and it would never happen. Here's the New York Times' story on this from January 23rd, 2018, almost exactly five years ago from right now, starting with the headline, Tesla's Elon Musk may have boldest pay plan in corporate history. Now I will read you a chunk of their story. So the New York Times wrote, The company is planning to announce on Tuesday Mr. Musk's new compensation plan, and it is perhaps the most radical in corporate history. Mr. Musk will be paid only if he reaches a series of jaw-dropping milestones based on the company's market value and operations. Otherwise, he will be paid nothing. Tesla has set a dozen targets, each $50 billion more than the next, starting at 100 billion, then 150, then 200 billion, and so on, all the way to a market value of $650 billion. In addition, the company has set a dozen revenue and adjusted profit goals. Mr. Musk would receive 1.68 million shares, or about 1% of the company, only after he reaches milestones for both. But to put These numbers in perspective, Tesla is worth only about $59 billion today. If Mr. Musk were somehow to increase the value of Tesla to $650 billion, a figure many experts would contend is laughably impossible and would make Tesla one of the five largest companies in the United States based on current valuations, his stock award could be worth as much as $55 billion assuming the company does not issue any more shares over the next decade, which is unrealistic. So that was everything I just read you was from the New York Times in 2018. So they (laughs) repeatedly called it insane and impossible. So my, my point here is to give you the context for this. I'm not sure that you'd find many people, even the most ardent Elon fans, who, who would actually disagree with the judge's argument that Elon has the board in his pocket. I mean, of course he does. He's made them all insanely wealthy. But that's not really relevant here in my completely not a lawyer or a judge opinion. What is relevant is that a compensation plan that many in the corporate world and legal world thought was impossible to achieve That is the fact. You saw it in the New York Times, and that was not the only place. I could quote you 10 more articles from that time. And again, Elon would have gotten nothing 
if he did not achieve those goals, but he did. And shareholders approved the plan by an overwhelming margin. So guess what? Pay the dude. Pay the dude. I mean, it's not like it squeaked by with a 51% voting majority from shareholders. It was an overwhelming majority of shareholders voted in favor of this compensation plan. Now, I don't want to get political here and I don't mean to at all because quite frankly, I don't even know this judge's politics, but as just a citizen, again, what I mean by that is I am no kind of legal expert. It just seems rather odd to me that a judge could reach into a corporation's C-suite and retroactively cancel a CEO payment plan that its shareholders approved five years ago with a 76% yes vote. And just to add one more little capper on this, on, on my point here, or at least my argument, I guess, just to validate those 76% of shareholders who voted yes, Tesla's stock is up 800% since this compensation plan was put forth and, and approved. 800%. I would say that the stockholders, the shareholders have done just fine despite Elon getting this $56 billion compensation package. Now, I do think it is possible to defend this compensation package and be reasonably opposed to Elon's demand for a new one, which I talked about on last week's podcast. But that's not the point here. I did I did want to just mention it because I, I think some people might bring that into it, but I don't really think that's material for this case, for this conversation. The new one is totally its own thing. But I, I did just, again, wanna wanna bring it. I think, you know, you can you can be in favor of both. You can be in favor of one and not the other, but I think they are separate entities that can and should and will be, be treated completely different. But uh, I don't know how this is gonna shake out in the end. But what I do know is that in my humble opinion, as a Tesla fan, who has some long-term retirement shares, like I'm not trading them, I'm not day trading them. It seems crazy for a plaintiff who has nine shares, not that your shares should necessarily, the number of shares should weigh, but the plaintiff in this case has nine shares. And that person with nine shares has effectively been allowed to override the wishes of 76% of shareholders who voted on this back in 2018. So stay tuned on this one. There's probably going to be more to this story before it's all said and done. All right. That is everything I've got for you for this week's Tesla news. Stick with me. I'll be back in just a minute with that aforementioned conversation with a new Cybertruck owner. So Uh, I wanted to hear about what it's like to own the Cybertruck. I hope you'll find that interesting too. So stay tuned for that right after this. Hi, this is Franz von Holzhausen, and you're listening to Ride the Lightning with Ryan McCaffrey, the Tesla unofficial podcast. 
This week's Ride the Lightning is brought to you by my friends at Accelerate Auto who offer that excellent X-Care extended warranty coverage for your Tesla. If the Tesla version doesn't sound great to you, which is just a fixed two-year, 25,000-mile, take-it-or-leave-it extended coverage plan, why not try X-Care? They offer up up to 10 years and up to 125,000 miles after your four-year, 50,000-mile warranty is up. Also, X-Care can be purchased for any Tesla, no matter where you bought it, which might come in handy as well. Tesla's plans only offered to customers who bought their cars new from Tesla, and you have to buy that extended service plan from Tesla before your factory warranty is up. X-Care plans, again, can be purchased anywhere, and you can customize the number of years, customize the number of miles. You can optionally choose to add that battery and drivetrain coverage. You can just go with nothing but the battery and drivetrain coverage if that's what's most important to you. So check them out, Accelerate Auto, spelled X-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-E-A-U-T-O.com slash Xcare. And that is spelled X-C-A-R-E. And don't forget to use the discount code LIGHTNING for $100 off your purchase if you do indeed decide to get a policy for your car. Except, sadly, in Florida, apparently it's a state law that they can't give discounts or price warranties differently for different people. Um, Sorry about that to my Florida listeners, but for everybody else... Lightning is that $100 off discount code at AccelerateAuto.com slash Xcare. I am joined this week by a recent Cybertruck owner. He's just picked up his Foundation Series truck. He's been listening to the podcast for a couple of years and reached out. Maz, welcome to Ride the Lightning. How are you? I'm incredible, man. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Well, I was so thrilled when when you reached out on on X and said, "Hey, I got my truck, and you know, if you ever want to, if you're ever in LA, let's uh, let's get together." And and then I was like, "Well, I would love to talk to you on Ride the Lightning because you know the fact of the matter is, are you are you comfortable sharing your VIN or at least like ballpark? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's probably what low one thousands? Is that fair to say? I am uh, six seventy two. So six so. My point being, there aren't many cyber trucks out there yet, and probably 99% or more of the people listening to this, including myself, do not have a cyber truck yet. So, you know, you've had a chance to live with it for the last two or three weeks or so now. And I just thought it'd be fun to have you on here and, and talk about your experience because, and we can all live vicariously through you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I want to start with. But before we get to Cybertruck, I know we're we're uh, we gotta we gotta get to the topic oh, at yeah. hand here. But <laughs> just just before I do that, have you ever owned a truck before? Very close to buying a Ford Raptor, but then I got into the EV stage of life, and I couldn't buy another gas car. I just could not do it. Yeah. So I had been waiting. I was like, God, hopefully someone makes a good truck. And actually, I was really close to buying the Rivian R1T. Mm-hmm. Super. I I love Rivian. I love the R1T. I love the R1S. Yeah, great uh, vehicles. Yeah, I think they're I think they're phenomenal. Um, again, it's really hard for me to leave the Tesla ecosystem just because you know I've been with them for so long. I have you know I know the app. I know this and that. It's just well, and your Rav4 public charging experience probably scarred you for life. <laughs> like one hundred, never 100%. wanting to leave the supercharger network. Yeah. So again, yeah, the network is 
that's what got me into Tesla, and that's what kept me at Tesla, right? Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, again, I was like, you know, if the Cybertruck for some reason gets delayed like another year, another two years, I think I'm going to get an R1T. So I had Tesla drove in it and everything. Uh, I was very close, and then um, yeah, but Tesla stuck to its uh, uh, delivery timeline at least the, mo- well, the for, most for last year for 2023. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and the Cybertruck came a lot sooner than I thought it would. So uh, you obviously put down your reservation the night of the unveiling back in 2019 in order to have even had the opportunity to order your Foundation Series and take delivery when you did. So on that night, 2019, November, what was (laughs) your initial reaction to the truck? (laughs) I'll tell you, man, uh, the moment they rolled it on stage, I shook my head and I'm like, this please tell me this is a joke like they're playing a prank on us I, I completely thought it was a prank i was like there's no way this can be what they're trying to do you know what i mean you are not alone this is this i i know we talked before you uh before we started recording yeah and, and i was asking you how long you've been listening to the podcast you said a couple of years if you yeah. had been listening back then you would have seen i went through the same thing you did and a lot of listeners called in yeah. wrote in a lot yeah. of us went through that same arc of oh my god i hate this what yeah. is going on to to you know com- in about 24 to 48 hours you you come completely around <laughs> that's what it was it was like 48 hours like okay now i did place my order yes but yeah like so i i uh, all right yeah so look wise holy moly i did not like it i was like what the hell are they doing once it kind of soaked in a bit i was kind of i kind of got around to the looks even when they were like throwing uh, you know the, the steel ball and the sledgehammers at it. i was like okay this i get it you know it's like this tank kind of like strong vehicle I okay i get it you know but i placed my order purely based on specs um not gonna lie um range has always been my thing obviously because you know i got to test them because of range um and uh the 500 mile range has always been something where i'm like oh my god if they ever get to that point so that was the first selling point which unfortunately is not a reality um but that was the first selling point that got me to place my yep. order Many people, the, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so the numbers the numbers that they presented were very, uh, very optimistic, obviously. But um, but they were my dream numbers. Right. I was like, OK, if they can do if they can do these numbers, I'll buy it day one. Right. But then as time went by, the look grew on me more than, you know what I mean? And now and by the time uh, of now, where basically I took delivery, the looks were more important. And mm-hmm. The like the the structure the the um, the toughness of it was outweighed at least the lacking of the specs that they had provided at first. Right. So yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess when I, I'll ask you one more range question because I, I do mm-hmm. want to get into other stuff, yeah. but just on this topic. So have you made any decision yet on whether or not you'll get the range extender, or are you just kind of waiting and seeing? Or what are you, what are your thoughts on that after living with the truck for a little bit? I'll tell you, um, the range at the moment is completely fine. Like the range is great. Yeah. Um, the issue I think is, oh, sorry, I should, I should answer your question first. Okay. So, um, no, I'm not looking to purchase it anytime soon. Um, if, you know, by year three, it becomes smaller or flatter so that it doesn't take up more room in the, in the bed then sure, that makes a little more sense. Why not? But like, I think the range definitely matters. 
It matters for towing, which I want to do a little bit and occasionally, but I'm not going to be, you know, hardcore towing. And that's okay. Not everyone will. But for the towers, I feel for them, the people who wanted to do that. Um, but if I was, then I would, yeah, of course, I was, I would obviously get the battery extender. But um, I think the, I think the current range is actually completely fine. The only reason it doesn't, um, you know, jump out at me as my first road trip car over the Model S, S Plaid or the X Plaid is um, the charging uh, speeds and the charging curve is definitely not up to par with the Model S or X at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I know they're going to open it up. I've been told they're going to open it up. Oh, yeah. So that's well, when those V4 superchargers start rolling yeah. out, too, which, you know, I mean, we're, we're you and I happen to be in California, you and Southern, yeah. me and Northern. And it's just the reality is just there's so many Teslas here. V4 superchargers are, are going to show up in yeah. California, probably more or less before anywhere else. So you'll get to you'll get to experience that as you, you know, take a drive to the mountains or the beach or yeah. wherever you want to do. Yeah. Um, so how was your let's let's fast forward to your delivery experience here. How was it? Like what was that just quickly walk me through that day of, you know, go waking up that day and knowing you were going to pick up your Cybertruck. Yeah. Um well, the like the number I had like a panic on my mind, not because I was you know getting the Cybertruck and all that. Um I am so I have my Model S plan, right? And then I'm co-signed for like my nephew and my brother-in-law on their Model Y and Model 3, because obviously I sell the cars to through passion. Um, yeah. But then they come to me like, hey, we can't, you know, can you help? Can you co-sign for us? I'm like, oh, geez, sure. So my, like, actual, my, my realistic worry was, God, are they going to give me another loan for another $100,000 car <laughs> when I already, you know, I have an S-Plaid on there. I have this and that. Um, and they did. So that's awesome. Uh, so no complaints there. That was my number one. Like, that was my, my first concern. After that, um, I don't know. I felt like reality hadn't really set in. Like I'm used to getting them like at least with the X um, and I guess the threes too. I'm used to getting them soon or early enough, but not like front of the line early kind of thing. You right. know what I mean? Like this was pretty early, I'd say. Um, and uh, so that part was just super surreal. I was like, am I really going to have the truck? Like that's so weird. Had um, you had you seen it in person at yeah. all? Before you took delivery, uh, shout out to the Peterson Automotive Museum because that place is pure magic, and I love it. I wish that exhibit stayed forever because oh my god, um, yeah, that became that place became like my Disneyland. So when they uh, first had the prototype there, I went and saw that a couple times. Then uh, when they brought over, uh, well, I had I, I actually met Franz there as well because uh, he had brought over his Cybertruck at like a cars and coffee yeah, on like, the roof, right? Yes, yes. Over so the summer, I, met, I think? Yeah, yeah. So I met Franz there, uh, and he pulled up in the Cybertruck, and I was like, whoa, it looks good. Because uh, I, I was I was actually worried uh, when they kept saying, oh, we've shrunk it, we've shrunk it down. And I'm like, that's the last thing I want to hear about my truck, is that you've shrunk the truck down, right? Um, but uh, it looked great, and Franz was super awesome and willing to talk with everybody and answer questions and stuff like that. Um, he's the nicest so, dude it's crazy so nice. how nice a guy he is it's ridiculous and you know it's funny i actually had ran into him at the hawthorne supercharger with my model x like years ago too and uh back i mean he works right there at the design yeah, studio yeah. yeah you caught him so, in the office yeah he's walking like through and like i'm i'm like a younger kid i was i think i was like 24 
when I had my Model X, which is like what? Um, so I'm a little more fanboyish back then, right? So I'm like, oh, Franz, Franz, can I get? And the security guards come, like, sorry, you're gonna, you know. <laughs> and then I guess he felt bad, and so oh, he came man. out like, yeah, he's the nicest him. guy. Yeah, he came out within two minutes, and he's like, what? Oh, what are you you're charging your car? He's like, yeah, how do you like it? This and that. So Franz is super awesome, very humble and very genuine, um, and will and very generous with his time, I'd say. Um, but um, yeah, so he was just there answering questions about the truck. So I had, I had seen basically what it would look like, and I was super satisfied. I was like, they did a, they did a very good job. Um, so yeah, I had seen it in person before. Um, so yeah, d- basically back to delivery day. Yeah. Um, just a lot of shock, I'd say. That thinking like, oh wow, is this thing going to be sitting on my house? Like, what, like what the heck? Were there and- any other cyber trucks mm-hmm. there? Was was anybody else taking delivery at the same time you were? You know, they weren't, but so I took my um, delivery at uh, Tesla Marina Del Rey, which is a phenomenal center. I believe uh, that's where Franz took delivery of his because yeah. he had posted yeah. that on social media. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, he, he got his there as well. Uh, so they know what they're doing. And um, I've seen other people's deliveries and, and they're cool. But I'd say mine was like definitely at the top of, you know, Cybertruck deliveries. I, I walk in, so they tell you know they're like, "Oh, we're getting them prepped right now. We're getting your truck pe- prepped." So we're sitting there in the waiting room, um, and there's other people like waiting for like their uh, their uh, like deliveries of threes and Ys and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I'm just like sitting there, and then they take usually every other car they they bring down the ramp and then they park it outside, and they're like, "Hey, you know, it's parked in spot three oh five. Go yep. ahead and check it out. Uh, unlock it when you get there through your phone. This and that." For the truck, um, they kept it inside and they walked me through a black curtain. And uh, I'm actually, you know, I've actually been so busy, but I'm going to I'm going to edit the video. I have a video, a whole video of it. I'm going to put on my YouTube page. So I'll do that. But um, uh, they walk me through. They they like unveil the black curtain and it's the whole Tesla Marina Del Rey team just like with a big applause. That's amazing. Yeah. And they have my cyber truck. And two other uh, customer ready, but they weren't being delivered that day. But two other customer cyber trucks, and they're all doing the newest uh, the arrival um, Tesla light show. Yes, uh, which is like a very it's like a very epic with like heavy bass and you know this and that. And they have fog machines um, going, and, uh, and they're all just like clapping and like it's just like a very surreal, very emotional and a heavy kind of moment. And um, yeah. and I'm with my family and everybody, so it's like really cool. Um, so that was very, uh, I, I appreciate them doing something like that. It's very special and it's very cool. That is amazing to hear. Yeah. I yeah. was going to ask, so what are you, are you, did you, who'd you bring with you to delivery? <laughs> um, the, the model X was my first car where like everyone came. Cause the X was like, you know, wow, what the doors open. It's so cool. Um, and then no one came to any of the other cars. Uh, the plan was the, the model S was delivered at home. So that yeah. was that, um, you know, it's not always controllable. I don't know how they pick to do that, but um, the truck, everyone obviously wanted to come. <laughs> so so is your, dad, your dad? Oh, hundred yeah. percent. My dad was there. My mom was there. Um, my brother-in-law, my nephews, my cousin. Um, I, I think I had like ten people there at least. Had the big... rest of them? Had you dragged any or all of them to the Peterson to see the truck, or had were were, oh. were any of them seeing it for the first time? All of them except my mom had gone to the Peterson. And her reaction was the one I was like most interested in. I was like, she gonna hate it. Like, what's she? 
she loves the thing and she loves driving in it and she loves the reactions. She's like, this this car is the funnest Tesla you've had. I'm like, wow, really? Um, so uh yeah, it was everyone had a blast, everyone loved to be a part of it. And um yeah, it was just a very it was a very emotional and very amazing experience. I, I totally relate to that, and you're you're on the right podcast to say that because it's <laughs> I mean, I you know, for me, my I've to date, been lucky enough. I've had one Tesla so far. I'm hoping, hoping the Cybertruck will be uh, Tesla number two at some point. You know, early, maybe early next year when general production oh, yeah. starts. But that it was a. I got emotional that day. Like it was when I when I was walking out and saw my car, which was I was so lucky to have one of the actual first performance Model Threes, and I was just like, wow, this is here. It is like this thing that I'd been saving for and dreaming about. So I. I completely relate to you on on you know feeling yeah. it that day, man. That's that's so cool. So uh, I know this is may seem like a silly, obvious question, uh, but but you're welcome to go into detail. Is <laughs> are you getting lots of attention on the road and in your neighborhood from your neighbors? Can you kind of yeah. talk about how that experience has been for you? Yeah, it's uh, you know I was I thought I was. I thought I was prepared for it at least a bit. And I was, I guess, I mean, the like the Model X was different. Um, people that knew, they knew, right? And um, they would, like, if I was stopped at a parking lot, they'd ask me, can you open the doors, you know, kind yeah. of thing. That was just always the number, you know, the first thing people would ask you. But that was based off of functionality of the car, right? Where this kind of takes it to another level where it's the complete look of the thing is so jarring and so out there and so it just it's everybody it's not just the people that know evs it's not just the people that know tesla it's not just you know it's every single person every single person and it's it's really insane um while you're driving because i'd say 98 percent of the people are in awe and shock um this is the first time I think I've seen, you know, like jaw to the floor. I've seen that for the first time with this car, like in reality, because I, you know, it's like an exaggeration, you know, but it, to be like, you see it a lot with this and like people's jaws are to the ground and they're like speechless. And like, by the time I'm gone, they're like, their jaws are still there down, you know? Um, so it's, it's that it's people with their phones. It's it, uh, it can get a bit dangerous at times. Uh, because people are trying to grab photos of it or videos of it. So they're kind of swerving, you know, you know, near me or into me or so I, I'm just a bit more um, aware, I guess, when driving yeah. with the truck at the moment. Um, I keep my distance quite a bit just because people are either trying to get in front of me to get the front view or, or to the side of me. Phones are completely out the windows and passengers are taking, you know, everything they can. And then the other thing is. So that, that was the, I think, the like, I, I expected a form of that, but not to this extent. Like, this is, it's really unlike something I've ever seen. I don't think it's something that can be replicated anytime soon. I mean, it, it uh, sounds but, to a T, to a T, exactly yeah. like my DeLorean ownership experience. Oh, really? The yeah. stainless steel car. I mean, it's the yeah. same thing, right? It's, uh, yeah. the, the difference is the DeLorean, I mean, the, the reason why is different. You know, the, with the DeLorean, it was... Oh my God! There's that car from Back to the Future that <laughs> that you never yeah. see on the road. Yeah. The Cybertruck, of course, is this brand new thing. So, but yeah, yeah same same well, reaction. So it's just kind of funny it, that both 
the only two production stainless steel cars in history get the yeah. exact same reaction on the road. It's funny. It's funny because you always bring it up too. how like Tesla, you know, they say they didn't take inspiration, but it's funny because the DeLorean was both of those special things. It had the doors and it had the, the stainless steel look. Right. Yeah. So um, it's just so cool. But um, yeah, the other thing I have to prepare for is anywhere I go. I 100% get stopped at a parking lot, uh, yeah. either going like going to the place or leaving the place that I'm that I'm uh, going. And um, yeah, people, you know, and, I, and I, I'm not going to be that guy. Um, yeah, some days I'm super tired. You know, some days I'm yeah, actually, we're not we're all not we're not yeah. always at our best. Right. You know, it's yeah, that was a thing but, with the DeLorean, too, where you got to remember yeah. that it's like, oh, no, for this person. Yeah. This is new and exciting to them. Yeah. For me, I live with it every day. But yeah, yep. you're not always feeling up to it, right? It's a yeah. tough, it's kind of a tough balance sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, you know, I, but then, yeah, I think, but then I always think, and I tell my wife this all the time, because God bless her, she's so patient, right? Um, but I tell her, I'm like, if it was me and someone else had taken delivery, I would be 10 times worse than this. I would be asking a million questions and I would be like, can I be best friends? Can we hang out? Like, you know, this kind of stuff, like, so I get it. I 100% get it because I would be doing the exact same thing, maybe more, you know, um, people are excited and it's, it, it's, and that's a, that's a really cool thing. I'd say that, it, um, to be able to own it so early. And, uh, another thing I was telling my wife was it's, it's great to share and witness such excitement and joy. It's so much like, again, I know I'm, I'm, I'm known the audience yeah. is sick of hearing me talk about the DeLorean, <laughs> but, but it's, it's like, yeah, it, that was my favorite. Like I owned that car just as you own your Cybertruck because you love it, right? There's yeah. you love the vehicle, but the the side, like the unexpected side benefit is it makes other people happy. Like yeah. you know, I'm sure. I mean, I don't have any experience to know this, but I imagine if you were out driving a a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or something, you get some people that are like, "Yeah, cool, that's awesome," but you probably get other people that are like, "Ugh." Get, you know, just whether it's envy, whether, you know, whatever yeah. it is, but, but there's something about what you're talking, you're talking about with the Cybertruck where it's just that, like, there is a joy to it, that it, that it brings to everybody joy. on yeah. some level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing I didn't expect. So again, it's pure joy and it's just makes people so happy and just intrigued. And, um, I don't know, just like, I guess, optimistic for the future. Right. Which How about kids? Can you just comp like have oh, you noticed with kids, kids? Are they like extra way into it? Losing their minds. Yeah. yeah. Just you know, less emotion and more disbelief out of kids, I guess. Just faces plastered like on 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 and their they window. They don't they don't hide it, right? They're just yeah. like wearing whatever yeah. it is on right on their face. Yeah, kids are just losing their minds. Um, and uh I was gonna say the other thing is um I'm surprised because I was expecting actually quite a bit of hate because I had seen a lot of it online. Right. And, um, you know, even, um, even from like people I know and, you know, family members, uh, a little bit distant, but I'd seen like memes of people saying like, I can't believe this, this abomination is going to be on the road soon or this, you know, stuff like that, you know, um, I've all seen so, it. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I'd seen stuff like that. And then, so I was, truly expecting like some unpleasant moments to arise and i'll tell you i've you know i've had it you know for a good good enough amount of time now and i've had not one negative response not one negative 
uh, comment or remark made towards me or anybody um, with me. Um, it's been nothing but positive, which is just that's that's really nice to see. I'm so glad to hear that. And I, and and you are not the first Cybertruck owner or person to have driven the truck around and like make a video or something that has said that. In fact, I was I don't know if you've watched. So I love Throttle House. That's one of my favorite YouTube channels. They just today, as you and I are recording this, put up their Cybertruck review. It's a fantastic 40 minute long video. Oh. They they borrow a truck from Tesla, which I know yeah. because it's got Texas manufacturer license oh, wow. plates on it. And they nice. started in Fremont. So they obviously they they hooked it up with Tesla there and then they drove it into central California and to Yosemite. And there's some, wow. you know, they, the way, you know those, those guys always have great production value, but they talked about like, I, I would say it's a great video, number one, because they're, I, I appreciate their perspective as not Tesla super fans, but not Tesla haters. They are car guys. And, and so I, I was really curious what their perspective would be. And one of the things, you know, they talked about what they liked about the truck and they talked about what they didn't like. And we'll get to that with you here in a second. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that they said in their video was every time they stopped, everyone loved it. Like it, yeah. like there does seem to be this weird discrepancy between online and real life. And it's not to say that there aren't people in real yeah. life that don't like the truck, but I think, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to just type a mean comment online where, you know, anonymously versus actually coming up to you to your face in real life and being like that truck's yeah. stupid or that's, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm glad to hear that that yeah. it's been all like super positive for you so far. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then it's a lot of it, you know, even if they were maybe planning to be negative, uh the first thing that comes out of a lot of people's mouths is wow, pictures don't do this thing justice. And I and 100% I agree. I've heard because, the same. And I believe you know, it's from I've, you know, yeah. I've had the chance too. I I agree that yeah. it's it is a it is much more almost like artwork in real life than it is just on a 2d screen somewhere. And I'll tell you, it's actually, it's, it's a product completely based on its environment. I think because it looks different every time. Like I'm looking at it, like at night, it looks completely different. It's like got this like stealth, like yeah, I park it in my backyard uh, and there's like really big, you know, concrete lot thing. And um, you know, there's not too much light. So at nighttime, like half the truck is like completely hidden. All you see, uh, and now it makes sense to me if you see like the, the Cybertruck logo where it's just like the top of the truck. Um, because that's all you see at night. Everything else is completely hidden. The triangle. Yeah. You the just silhouette. See that yeah, the silhouette. Um, so at nighttime, it looks completely different. In the daytime and in in shining sun, it looks completely different. That's the stainless. That's what it's yeah. doing. I mean, the, so again, cool. DeLorean, same way. And that was one of my yeah. favorite things is that just the way it reflects light is so different yeah. than a traditionally painted car. Yeah. It's just that's that's my I think my favorite part. It just it it always looks like a different product, I think. So uh what's been your favorite thing about the truck so far? And it and I it could be anything. It could be how it looks, how it drives, like any yeah. or the tiniest, like whatever comes to mind. You know, I'll say it's a lot more a lot more good than I thought it was gonna have. Um the first uh I guess I don't know. I get a glimpse into that uh, was the I don't know if you saw. I mean, you probably did the Haggerty video. Um, it's amazing. It's it's my yeah. it's my I think it's the best Cybertruck video that's been put out. And not just because yeah. Jason's really positive about it, but it's just it's 
I've watched it twice because it hyped me up mm-hmm. so much. It's such a good, well-produced piece of work. It's well-produced. I watched it like 10 times. I have it saved and downloaded and all that. Um, but I think that actually gives the most appreciation towards the engineering of the product. And that is something you really, really notice when you drive it. Um, wow. They like they put so much thought into this in, in all areas, in all aspects. Um Obviously, my favorite thing for sure is the look, you know, the aggressiveness, its presence. Um, I love the stainless. I love the ruggedness. I love the tonneau cover and how smooth it opens and how effortless, uh, you know, it is to use. And um, I love the toughness of that. That thing is, man, that thing is solid. Uh, Like, if you try punching that thing, you're going to break your hand. I was going to ask you if you've kicked it yet just for fun. Not the truck, but um, <laughs> but uh, but I've slammed, I've slammed like my hand onto it just to show people yeah. like, look how tough this thing is, and um, there is like no give. This, this thing is like so solid, and it's I think like that's one of my favorite features, I guess if you want to call it. Um, uh, driving wise, steer by wire is truly something special, um, and four wheel steering is completely uh, like blows my mind, um. You will make U-turns and turns um, in this truck that completely just baffle you. And like it's it's really crazy because uh, one thing that I appreciate a lot in this truck is having the front camera. And the other thing I appreciate a lot in this truck is when you have the front camera on and you are approaching an obstacle, the parking lines show up and completely line up with your tires. So when you're making like some of these turns, I swear to God, like, I'm like, I'm going to hit this car in front of me or I'm going to hit this parking curb. But, you know, you just follow the lines and you're like, there's no way. There's no way. And the truck does it. And that I think is it's still mind blowing to me. I'm still not used to how amazing and how maneuverable this thing really is. And um, that is like my number one mind blown feature, I think. Uh, You have a Model S, of course. Yeah. And Tesla has talked about how. It has the Cybertruck has a turning radius as tight or tighter than a Model S. I'm not yeah. suggesting that you go out and measure it and come back and <laughs> let's keep talking. But in based on you know your driving experience with both vehicles, uh-huh. would you uh, would you say that Tesla is is relatively on the money with that statement? It feels it feels tighter than the Model S right now, and with what tighter. Well, what, what Tesla says right now that the rear tires are three degrees. Um, of turning and they're going to unlock it to 10. I cannot even like fathom how that's going to be. But yeah, right now it's easier to maneuver around than my Model S. That's insane. Yeah. Like that's that's crazy. (laughs) And it's it's crazy. So the Model S, uh, and again, I'm still keeping the Model S because the Model S is, maybe I have a nostalgic because that was my first Tesla, right? I don't know. But the Model S is a fantastic car. I love it. I think it's still like, I mean, the truck is amazing, but the Model S, you know, holds like this special place in my heart, I guess. Um, love that car. Obviously, it's a plaid, so the performance is, you know, another level. Um, but uh, so I've driven it uh, like a total of like one or two times since I got the truck. I was going to um, ask. Yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to make I'm trying to drive it more because I feel yeah. bad. <laughs> but um, the first time driving it, it was just moving it into my into my house. Right. And uh, the first time driving the Model S after driving the Cybertruck for a day, the steering or the yoke, it like felt like a broken limb, like as if like your elbow had dislocated from your arm or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, why? You know, like it felt uh, disjointed 
and um, just so much more effort to, you know, to make turns. And I'm like, is this broken or does this just feel broken? You know, it's like, it's really bizarre. So I think that's going to be either a positive. I mean, it's going to be a positive if you, if you only drive the truck, but if you're switching back, you know, between vehicles, it's definitely weird. Um, but I love the Model S. I drove it to work the other day and uh, the Model S is definitely a bit quieter. Um, uh, noise, yeah, noise isolation wise. Uh, it's a little bit smoother, but the Cybertruck for being on all terrain tires and being how big it is, they truly, um, the suspension work on this thing is wow. Like and, everything. And the, the, uh, the throttle house guys said it in their video today. And, and I've heard this from plenty of others. And I'm curious your perspective, because you've, you've gone through the progression of, of an earlier yeah. model S to an early X to a three performance yeah. to the plaid S and now Cybertruck. So uh, the general word on the street is from people that have used it is mm -hmm. that the Cybertruck has one of the best sound systems oh. basically ever. Tesla or not? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, uh, they're all amazing. You know, every Tesla I've been in, I feel like, I feel like the sound systems are better every car Tesla makes. I, I don't true. know. Yeah. I don't know what sure. they're doing because my S was great. The X was better. Um, and then um, the three was, I was like, whoa, holy, you know, what do they do here? This is amazing. And then the S Plaid was amazing. X, you know, the, the X, the refresh, whatever was amazing. Yeah, but the Cybertruck, I will. That's one thing I was actually very skeptical about when I was hearing that. I was like, these guys are over exaggerating. No, they are not. Yeah, but it's a big, it's a lofty claim, right? Yes. Uh, because I was like, it can't be that much different from the X refreshed or the S, right? And I've experienced both of them enough where I was like, the Cybertruck will probably be on par. Um, no, it is the best sound system I've ever experienced in my life um, in any car. It is phenomenal, it is amazing. Uh, and it's just, it's well-balanced, I will say. Um, everything sounds good. How's yeah. the adjustment on the steer-by-wire? Like, you know, you talked about going back to your S, but yeah. like, you know, when you first oh. take delivery, like, what? how long do you think, do you feel like it took you to kind of get a, get a, literally get a good handle on it? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I can't speak for everybody because, um, you know, I don't know how everyone's going to be. Um, that's, it surprised me how easily I was able to, grab a hold of and grasp, you know, what it was capable of. Um, so not hard at all. It was what was different and, and wow. And weird was going back to another car. Mm -hmm. That was more of, Whoa, what the heck going to it wasn't, to be honest, wasn't that big of a difference for me. I mean, obviously I, I obviously I felt like, Oh wow. You know, it's very cool. You know, it's, it feels good. feels better, but you really don't notice it until you go back to another car. I think that's when you know the biggest difference. Yeah. That makes sense. So how about bad stuff? I mean, it's not a perfect vehicle, right? No, yeah. no vehicle is. So no what vehicle. you know, what about it is is, you know, maybe not yeah, I'm not saying it's not like a disappointment or but just, you know, what's what's maybe something that you don't love about it? Um okay, well, I, I want to say one thing off the bat. Um Tesla's quality control has not always been right, um, the best. I've had the first one of the, my Model S was 98776. So mm -hmm. for the first 10K, um, I was best friends with my service team when I had that car. Yeah. You know, I, I was there all the time and I was there with not the same issues, but new issues every, you know, couple months. Um, my Model X, you know, one of the first. Yeah. Early X. 1000. 
my my AC, my, the, the air conditioning blew out and it was gone for, I didn't have the X for six weeks. Um, oh, wow. And they had to fly engineers from Fremont down here to, to diagnose. Um, so stuff like that. Like I'm used to it, right? Because you know, I've had it. Um, the three, I didn't buy it right at launch. I bought a couple years after. That was my most trouble-free Tesla I've ever had. My Model 3 was amazing. Um, the S had problems that not like uh, major problems, but quality control problems that thankfully were all fixed. And now that is like my favorite built Tesla that I have, surprisingly. The Cybertruck, I was expecting a complete nightmare only because of how early I was receiving it. Um, has been, This has been one of the best built Teslas that I've ever taken delivery of. Love it. Uh, and it's surprising to me because of how early I'm taking delivery that it's that good. Um, obviously, there are a couple things right here and there um, that Tesla will completely make right and fix whatever that needs to be fixed, right? Um, uh, like there's a little bit of creaking coming out of the center column. You know, there's random like yeah. stuff like that. Um, but like panel-wise, um, you know, how the doors sound when you close it, um, everything else, like it is one of the best built first made Teslas that I've seen, I think, like ever. So have you uh, have you yet? I know it's been it's been we we're talking before. It's been raining a lot in L.A. <laughs> and up here in San Francisco, yeah, yeah. Uh, which up here is not a surprise this time of year down there yeah. a little bit more so. But yeah. have you done the uh, barkeeper's friend Windex oh. combo yet? Like, have you, oh. have you gone after the stainless in terms of trying to, you know, really kind of bring it out <laughs> at all? Or, or, are you, or are you just driving it? You want to know something crazy? Yeah. Okay. I forgot to answer your last question. Sorry, I get I get I go off on these tangents. My bad. Um, I'll go back to my dislike. But um, sure. You want to know something crazy? Uh, not for the faint of heart. I've already crashed into a concrete wall. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Is the concrete wall okay? <laughs> um, you know, I didn't go check. I should. I probably should. I should probably make sure it's okay. Um, but I will say this. And I, it's funny because well, it was not funny, but you know, it is what it is. The truck, you know, I'm not going to baby it, but, um, <laughs> it was, uh, I don't tell people right off the bat, like my cousins, you know, they, they, they come over quite often and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, my brother-in-law, um, so I haven't, I don't tell them, right. You know, I didn't tell them when, you know, that it happened. I told them, Hey, you know what? I hit this thing the other day. You want to, you want to, you want to circle around a couple of times and see if you can find the damage. Very hard to see. Um, the stainless is like scratched a little bit. Um, That'll come at, out. At an area. Yeah. Uh, I asked Tesla, they're like, oh yeah, we sand it down and then we just polish it again, whatever this night. But uh, the reason I bring that up is because I, uh, that is the night that I went out and bought Barkeeper's Friend and Windex. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I have uh, that corner where I hit it. I, I applied Barkeeper Friend, bar, Barkeeper's Friend only in that one area uh, just because I was going to see, you know, if it made any difference and it didn't yeah. bring out. Um, and wow, the, the finish of that area compared to the area right next to it, because I, you know, I left it intentionally because I was like, I don't have time to clean the whole thing right now. I'll do it later. Um, wow. That thing really brings back the silver shine bright the vehicle. It. Yeah. And uh, that, and then I'll tell you, okay, to, to go to circle back to the dislike. Um, obvi obviously, I wish the range was the 500 mile number. I, I would just get that off the, just straight, straight off the bat. Again, they didn't deliver, but then they delivered on other things like steer by wire and and four, and four wheel steer, which weren't originally That's announced. True. Right? So yeah. you're getting you're getting 
you know, people forget that you're getting things that they didn't promise you in the beginning. Yeah, you know, so it's a trade-off. I would love eventually if the Cybertruck gets to 500-mile range because I would love that. Um, so the range, I'd say, is my one dislike. My second dislike is, um, wow, fingerprints are truly, truly um, uh, something. And especially right now, maybe it's a little more um, uh, crazy for me at the moment just because everyone's wanting to see my truck. So, um, you know... It's being seen and touched by a lot of people that norm, you know, that's not normal, I guess, on a day to day basis. Like, let's just say five years down the road. Um, but fingerprints do uh, stick and they do not go away uh, unless a uh, Windex, however, does a phenomenal job of getting rid of any fingerprints. So that's great. Um, but for the but besides um, just trying to you know polish out that one corner and besides uh, spraying it down with Windex when fingerprints get to be a little too much, I have not washed it. And just because we have some rain coming, I'm I'm gonna leave it, um, and maybe not wash it until uh, we have some clear forecasts in our future. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. I, I am I want do want to respectfully ask you since you you did yeah. mention a wife, yeah. was has she been on board from day one? Because I know like my wife kind of took took some convincing in the sense of it was the the durability of it that really won her over where she's like, yep. Okay. I I'm on board with this, but I'm just yeah. sort of curious, you know, since you had a day one reservation and you went through the same, I hate it. I hate it. Hmm. <laughs> wait a second. Okay. I yeah. kind of get it. Okay. I love it. You went yeah. through that same process that a lot of us did. So has, has she been on board with you the whole time or, or like, and what was her reaction to maybe seeing <laughs> uh, like at delivery day? What was her reaction? Yeah. Um, you know, she, She's amazing. She knows that this is my passion and you know, this is like the only thing I live, breathe and talk about and think about all the time. Right. Besides my job. Um, but um, so she knows that I'm that I'm really, you know, into this stuff. So she she if she has anything negative, thoughts, she kind of keeps them to herself. But um, she loves the truck now. Um, I mean, I don't know how she felt before. I'm sure she thought it was weird, too. But, um, you know, but if she heard me saying, oh, it's cool, then she's like, all right, it's cool. Have you but, taken um, her to any uh, fancy dinners where you can come up, you know, roll up and be seen? <laughs> Not yet. You know, to be honest, we've just been so busy. <laughs> but um, we had her we had her fancy birthday dinner literally the week like that we picked up the truck. So we didn't have it then. But um, uh, she loves how high it is and how uh, she loves. She did like a little photo shoot of because I'll tell you, man, the truck in entry mode is so low. Yeah. And it, one thing I really appreciate that Tesla does with this one is. Um, you know, obviously it has the the entry low, um, medium, high, you know, whatever, all that, right? Um, but also in one of like the cards, you know, like the the trip card and you know, like the music card, one of the cards is the height of the truck and the clearance of the truck. So the height they display it as um like the height, like the roof line is as high as someone who's five nine. Yeah. Right? And then the the clearance is like as low as uh eight eight point one i think 8.8.8.8.1 inches um so that's at entry mode and then it goes all the way up to the roof line being as tall as someone who's six five yeah and and the clearance being 17 and a half i think so she was having a blast she's like put it at the highest i want to see how can she, she's she's a little she's a little small i think she's like five one um but um yeah so she was just getting a kick out of how how high this thing goes she loves the truck bed she wants she's like i want to camp out in this thing she is on board she wants me to get the tent the tent is pretty Base cool camp, yeah yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, the bed of the truck is super impressive. Um, I've 
filmed, but I have not posted a video of charging the Model X with the truck. Super seamless, works perfectly. Um, you know, at a full 32 amps, it goes up to 40. Um, it does some truck stuff like really great, man. The bed is amazing. I get that comment a lot. People are like, wow, it's a, the bed is a lot bigger than it because they kind of hide the bed, right? Very um, true. Yeah. Until you and what I when I present it to people, I, I drop the lift gate and open the tunnel at the same time, and everyone goes, wow. One, because the LED lights look beautiful. Yeah. Tesla's decision to put those in there is truly like next level. It looks so good, uh, especially at nighttime. And um, yeah, the, everyone's just like, wow, this bed is so big and the wheel wells don't uh, go into the truck bed. You know what I mean? They don't intrude in there, which is nice. Let me ask you a quick thing that I, I'm not sure I've seen in any videos. And I, I suspect the answer to this is yes, because the other Teslas with, well, S and X that have air suspensions do this. It is the the air suspension settings are they geotagged on the truck? So if you set it for for low at your house, like coming into your driveway, or, or I guess higher, maybe like does it remember the the air suspension settings depending on where you are? Yeah, I'd say um, the air suspension settings on the truck are very similar yet more advanced than yeah. the SRX. Um, you obviously have a, a, a more variation right of of heights. Um, so it lets you first of all save location and like even if you raise it like in my s if i raise it somewhere it automatically like saves it mm -hmm. uh which i don't always love i don't always want to raise at right. every location the truck gives me the option to save or not save but also raise or not raise you know at a certain location so it's very um i guess uh, a little more um customizable in that way um it also, yeah, so it like it saves like when I get to my house, it it, it you know goes into high because I like when my trucks are high. Um, but yeah, it also has the entry mode, obviously, for people you know who want it to lower. And I'll say um, heights entry to high, the truck is very quick to adjust. Like within seconds, it's going from all the way high to entry, or nice. from entry all the way to high. Um, it's just the last two. Um, when you put it into off-road mode and then you go to very high and extract, yeah. that's when the truck can take quite a bit of time to get to those levels, which is okay um, because you're not doing those all the time. But um, but overall, the suspension is very responsive, very fast to go up or down. And yeah, it's a little more advanced than the SRX in terms of being able to save where and what you want to do with it. A couple more questions for you, Maz, and I'll let you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, done. Have you taken it on any adventures yet either you know maybe off-road or maybe just out and into the you know mountains or anything like have you had a chance to to really you know take it out ah uh, man i wish um all this snow that big bear mountain's getting i just i want to take it up there so bad um i just have not had enough time it's honestly um and it, it's funny because the truck is making me busier because i'm you know i'm i'm getting you know like uh last weekend someone reached out like hey can we can we film it um and, you know, we'll pay you, uh, you know, I mean, I'll say it's like $200 an hour. I'm like, yeah, for you. yeah, of course I'll do yeah. that, you know? So it's, it's like stuff like that. And there's another crew coming this Saturday. So, you know, I filmed my stuff and haven't had time to edit it, but it's like the truck is like making me busier, I guess, yeah. in terms of just, It's got know. a life of its own and it's it's just kind of inviting you along for the ride. That's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what it feels like. Not going to lie. 100%. It feels like this truck is like this celebrity that I've adopted and uh, <laughs> yeah. anywhere I drive and anywhere I go, I'm being asked, asked about it or taking pictures of it. Like, it's just like crazy. It's it's like you have the, the car equivalent of Lassie, like a celebrity pet, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you're responsible yeah. for taking care of. Yeah. 
That's exactly how it feels like. That's exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, my last question for you is, do you have any advice for all of us future Cybertruck owners who are waiting for our spot in line to come up? Either, you know, something to like a, a, a I don't know, a cleaning product to get, even though we already know Barkeeper's Friend of Windex yeah. or I don't know, just anything come to mind that that you can uh, say to those of us who are who are still waiting. Just um, honestly, uh, be patient. I know it's I know it's easier said than done because I have my truck sitting here. But you know, even if I didn't get it now, I, you know, I, I'm okay with. I just you know, I, I just want a Tesla to be re- have it ready, right, and, and do it right. Um, I think uh, you will be so pleasantly surprised, and any like any like waiting that you're doing now, and how how angsty you're getting, you're, it's going to be so worth it when you finally get your truck. It's going to be. It's going to be, and it, you know, your truck's going to be better than mine. You know, mine, you know, mine, you know, you know, you know how Tesla does. They add features, yeah. you know, six months, a year from now. Um, your truck's going to be better. Um, and when you get it, it's going to be amazing. Um, that's it, man. Just be prepared to just love this thing, man. It's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna change a lot of other cars for you. Um, yeah, it's just nuts. Well, Maz, thank you so much for taking the time for, for sharing your experience with Cybertruck. Uh, let me let you give yourself a plug if you know you want to plug your YouTube channel or your social media anywhere that uh, anybody that's listening to this might want to go and, and follow your adventures. Yeah, sure. Um, again, I, I have some stuff posted on YouTube just for my Model S and stuff like that, but no Cybertruck content on there yet. But I have all the videos. I'm going to edit them soon. Uh, you can find uh, that. It's uh, at, at Maz Jelani, my first and last name. Um yeah, so that's my that's the YouTube, and then I'm on Twitter, Moz is Rock, um, and uh, yeah, I post some stuff on Twitter, but uh, the YouTube videos are coming soon. The delivery experience will be on there. Um, a bunch of other vi- random videos that I filmed will be on there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Then that's Moz M A A Z for anybody listening. Yeah. Two A's on M- that one. M A A Z first name last name Jelani J I L A N I, and uh, the Twitter. Or Instagram, if you want to follow me on there, whatever, uh, is Maz's Rock, M A A Z I S R O C K. Well, Maz, drive that Cybertruck in good health, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you, Ryan. Thank you so much. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Sierra 117. You're listening to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast. You know, that Cybertruck looks a lot like a warthog, doesn't it? Master Chief, out. I really appreciate Moz taking the time to record that with me, to chat with me about all things Cybertruck. I could see, I mean, you didn't get to see his face, but we we recorded that on Zoom, and boy, he was just, he was beaming, you know, when he was talking about that Cybertruck, which which is just, that's what it's all about, man, right? It's like, it's just, we're here to share this joy, this enthusiasm with each other. So thank you, Moz, for taking the time out. And I hope all of you enjoyed that conversation as well. Now, uh, I am going to skip the Ride the Lightning hotline for this week. I promise I will get back to it next week. In the meantime, if you've got a phone call, if you've got a question, comment, or discussion topic that you'd like to submit to the podcast for possible airing on an upcoming episode, there are two easy ways that you can submit that question. Either use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software, record that question, please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less so that I can get to as many people each week as possible, and then email that file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com. 
Or you can take that same 90 second or less question and call in anytime and leave a message on the Ride the Lightning hotline. That toll free number to call is 1-888-989-8752. Again, that's 1-888-989-TSLA. All right, uh, entertainment recommendation for this week. Curb Your Enthusiasm's final season, and, and Larry David seems to, he seems like he's serious about this really being the final season this time, begins tonight as this airs, so I haven't seen it yet, recording this here on Friday night, but I love the show, I'm a big fan, uh, I am looking forward to one last go-around, another, what, 10 or 12 episodes, whatever it's going to be, with, uh, with Larry and the gang. Pro tip of the week, here's Adam from nearby to me, Redwood City. Hi, Ryan. This is Adam from Redwood City, California, not far from you. We are relatively new Tesla fans with our 2023 Model Y, and I look forward to listening to each episode of Ride the Lightning during Sunday morning walks with our Great Pyrenees dog, Stella. I'm excited to share a pro tip for other Tesla owners who have not yet upgraded to all-weather floor mats and continue to use the basic OEM carpeted floor mats. A huge source of frustration has been the small piece of carpet that attempts to cover the left foot rest, but consistently slips to the right, coming dangerously close to the brake pedal, even though we rarely use the brake pedal. Thank you, Regenerative Braking. After trying several versions of Velcro, I think I have found the solution. Velcro brand Industrial Strength Strong 4x2-inch strips did the trick, and even better than expected. The hook side of the strips were all we needed and are even identical, or appear to be, to the very small pieces of OEM Velcro that come affixed to the floor mats. With a few extra 4x2-inch strips affixed to the mat, the mat doesn't shift at all and yet is still removable. Anyway, I hope this helps another frustrated Tesla owner, and thanks for all you do and the awesome Ride the Lightning podcast. Adam, this is a fantastic tip for that floor mat in the driver's side footwell. Now, if you don't mind, I would like to add on to this tip by saying that it's also awesome for those of you with performance Teslas. I've got the Tesla all-weather floor mats in my Model 3 Performance, and when I would launch the car, the front passenger side mat, the one, you know, if there was nobody sitting there, no feet on it, would flop backwards. It would flop over from the force of the car launching forward, pushing the mat back, which honestly got quite annoying to me until I did the exact same thing you suggested. Now it doesn't move. It's great. So if any of your floor mats annoy you by moving around when you don't want them to, whether you're in a performance model Tesla or not, doing as Adam suggests and getting some good Velcro to attach the mat to the footwell carpet will do the trick. Adam, thank you so much for that for that uh, excellent pro tip. And if anybody else out there has a good pro tip of the week that you'd like to share with me and your fellow Tesla owners and enthusiasts, you can send that in the same way that you send in the regular Ride the Lightning hotline calls, which I gave you the instructions for just a moment ago. Before I hit the road, I know this has been a, a longer episode, but again, I hope hopefully you've found it to be a, a, a valuable use of your time that you've enjoyed the time spent. I want to mention some friends of Ride the Lightning, starting with abstractocean.com. They've got a 15% 
coupon code for you. For those of you that are new customers to Abstract Ocean, use that coupon code RTL Podcast at checkout to get 15% off of your first order. That's RTL Podcast, all one word, no spaces there. And again, abstractocean.com has a ton of stuff for all the Teslas, Cybertruck stuff. There is a Cybertruck section up there as I as I walked through with you last week. It's still being populated, it's still being filled out, but there's a couple of things there. But yeah, check it out. There's just there's a lot of great lighting solutions. There's their, I mean, probably their maybe signature item. I don't know if Abstract Ocean would agree with this, but their fourth generation tempered glass screen protectors. They use an antimicrobial coating using aluminosilicate glass, which is the same stuff that Corning uses for Gorilla Glass, and they're custom fit for the exact shape of the Model Y center screen. So all that, so much more. Check them out, abstractocean.com. At everyamp.com slash RTL, and there's a coupon code there as well, which is simply RTL, you can get the Snap Plate or the new Snap Plate Plus for Model 3, Model Y, Model X, and Model S as well. This is the front license plate bracket that I recommend if you either legally need to or, or simply want to have a front license plate on your Tesla. It'll snap on and off in seconds, but when it's on, it's on there securely. But if you want to take it off, it will leave no unsightly hardware behind. It is paint safe, grill safe, radiator safe, autopilot safe. It's not going to mess with anything is the short version there. So you've got the regular snap plate, which is safety optimized with breakaway features, meaning it will sacrifice itself in a worst case scenario, like a parking accident or a car wash. The snap plate plus, if you prefer that, is strength optimized with hardened features for maximum strength. In other words, it's going to do its very best to not break under any circumstances. Both have their signature minimalist aesthetic that blends in really cleanly and nicely with the Tesla front end, and both are made from recycled, made-in-the-USA plastics with stainless steel reinforcements. So again, get yours at everyamp.com RTL and use the coupon code RTL for a nice little discount. How about budgetsafesolar.com? They are uh, worth keeping on your on your solar shortlist. If you're out there shopping for solar, it is worth checking them out as well as along with whatever other companies, be it Tesla Solar or anybody else that you're going to check in with. They now offer home battery storage uh, in addition to just solar panels so they can get you the whole package if that is of interest to you. Check them out, budgetsafesolar.com. And if you do proceed with an installation, I humbly ask that you use the referral code RTL. Meanwhile, over at Immaculate Reflections, new Model Y owner, Jeff McGovern, the owner and proprietor of Immaculate Reflections, the master detailer there, he is currently offering any of you a nice little discount, a little Ride the Lightning listener discount if you bring your car's over to him to have any detailing service done, whether that's paint correction, paint protection film on some or all of your car, ceramic coating on your car, any of those, two of those, all of those, whatever you want to do. If you are in or going to be in the greater San Francisco Bay area, 
I do strongly urge you to bring your car over to Immaculate Reflections. He just expanded as well. He's got a, he was able to get the, the uh, unit next door. So the shop is now twice as big and uh, business is good, which I love to see because Jeff's an amazing human being. He really is. I've said this before. I mean, I, I mean it so sincerely. He's not only an ultra talented dude, which my car speaks for that. If you ever meet me in my car, you can look it over and be like, wow, like a, a professional absolutely went to town on this thing and it looks amazing. He's also a great guy too. So uh, if you want to get some detailing done and you're in or going to be in the greater San Francisco Bay Area, look him up on his website. You get in touch through there. That website is irdetailing.com. And when you do reach out, if you do want to book a service, book a detailing service, don't forget to mention that you're a Ride the Lightning listener so that you can get that nice little Ride the Lightning listener discount. All right, before I go, I want to mention one more time my Patreon, found again at patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And there are a number of different support tiers there, starting at just five bucks a month. For five bucks a month, you can be supporting the podcast, and as a thank you, you'll get early access to each week's episode. If you do step up to that popular $10 a month tier, that's I feel like that's an awesome sweet spot if, if, uh, you know, if that feels right to you, where you get the early access to each week's episode and you get all of those weekly lightning round bonus mini episodes that I do on Patreon each week. You get every new one that hits... I try to get those out on Wednesday. Sometimes it's Thursday, but generally I aim for Wednesday, but I don't want to be pinned into a a date and time on those. I I need to reserve a little flexibility there. Whereas the the regular podcast, it's always going to be Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. But anyway, each week I do those lightning round bonus mini episodes. There are now, I believe it's 82 of them. So if you join today at that $10 per month tier or higher, you'll not only get the next one I do and the one after that and all of them for as long as you're pledging, but you'll get the entire archive of them as well. I've got uh, them grouped into collections. So if you do sign up and you just click on collections, you'll see that tab on my Patreon page and just click on lightning round and that'll show you all 82 lightning rounds. So again, um, this is a listener-supported podcast. I uh, am able to continue doing it thanks to your generous support. So if you feel so inclined, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast. As far as listening to the podcast, the easiest way to do that is to follow it or subscribe to it, depending on the nomenclature of each big podcast service. Most of you get it through Apple Podcasts, which... I'm so happy that there's now the native Apple Podcasts app in your Tesla. It makes listening to this episode, this show, this podcast in your Tesla very easy. But I am also on Google Podcasts and TuneIn and Spotify and YouTube Podcasts as well. If you're looking for me, I guess really on any of them, but definitely on YouTube uh, where there's a lot of Metallica, you got to type in Ride the Lightning Tesla. That's probably good advice for any of them. Just if you're looking for me, type in Ride the Lightning Tesla, maybe add podcast on there as well, just to make sure you're narrowing in the search uh, to, to make it quick and easy on yourself. But hopefully you will do that if you're not doing it already, because 
That way you don't have to remember to seek out each week's new episode. It'll simply be pushed to you automatically if you are following or subscribing on your favorite podcast service, which is completely free, by the way. If you need a Tesla referral code, if you're buying a new Tesla, I guess here in North America, if you're buying a, a Y, S, or X, not the new three for now, but if you're buying a Y, S, or X, and you need a referral link, you're welcome to use mine because the, the bonus you get if you order your car with that referral link, you will get three free months of FSD. So to do that, you have to order through a referral link. So mine is ts.la slash Ryan73014. Type that into a browser, hit enter, and it will take you to the Tesla Design Studio where you choose your car, configure it, order it, and then that once you submit that order, then you'll have those those three free months of FSD baked in and they will be the and that'll be enabled for you when you take delivery. You can follow me on X and or on Instagram. I have the same username on both, and that username is DMC underscore Ryan. You can email me anytime. My email address is teslapodcast at gmail.com. And before I go, I want to say hello and thank you to the plaid, maximum plaid. And I'm going to start this week with the Roadster in Space tier backers, who, in addition to all of the other perks, including, by the way, the monthly Patreon Zoom hangout, which as I record on a Friday night, is going to be happening tomorrow. Looking forward to chatting with everybody this week. The Roadster in Space tier gets a an additional one-on-one conversation, one-on-one hangout with me each month if they elect to take it. And I want to say hi, hi to the newest Roadster in Space tier backer. We just had our first one-on-one call today, earlier today. American Home Contractors. Thank you so much for your generous support. And then uh, the same goes to the rest of the Roadster in Space tier backers. Pete White, Lyle Austin, Steve Radspinner, Fernando Cordero, Lawton from Chicago, who I also did my one-on-one with this week. Had a great time talking to him, as always. Sean Neidig, Neil Weaver, Jackson Wallace, Rolf and Jennifer Evers, Howard Anthony Smith, Victoria Iacoveto, Tesla Hitchhiker 42, Carol Weston, Robert from near Philly, and Kristen Rumble. Next, the Maximum Plaid backers, many of whom I hope I'll see and chat with tomorrow as I record this on our aforementioned monthly Zoom hangout. They are Jonathan Wales, Cameron Clark, Daniel Grummer, Seth Capello, Nick and Tony, the Galpin family, Ryan from New York City, Darren Nickel, Kaz Barnes, Brett Libano, Patrick Wisniewski, Gil Cabrera, Mark Eversole, Todd Badger, Joe Edgel, Kevin Yank, the Tesla Owners Club of San Joaquin Valley, Michael Williams, Will Stedman, Derek Nesselrote, Justin Perez, Jeremy Harris, Chris Beach, Tom Mills, Corey O'Donnell, Aaron, John Cody, Joel Sapp, Paul Casarino, Richard Corley, Chris Osborne, KB, Doug Carey, James Gregory, Adam Lavoie, contact1callcenter.com, Jason Chalukas, Travis Krenzel, Bruce Otterstein, Tom Behan, Josh Pennington, Matt Kalen, John from Cream Ridge, New Jersey, 
Sean Tisdale, Dustin Hart, and Michael Gallo. Finally, a thank you and hello goes to the grandfathered in plaid level supporters. This tier is no more officially, but these kind folks continue to pledge at that level, which I am very grateful for, very thankful for. So they continue to get all of the perks that are due to them for that. Thank you so much to George Cassioppo, David Brander, Logan Willis, Peter Chalet, Eric Randolph, Dory and Steve Guberman, the Tesla Owners Club of Taiwan, Ron Lee, Charlie Gillespie, David Perella, Dennis Peak, Jeff Angwin, Chase Cabanillas, the Lydia Family, Aaron Altschul, Jared Brown, Jerome Strack, Jamie Dalton, Mike and Barbara from Louisville, David J. Howes, Matt Nixon, the Tesla Owners Club of Wisconsin, Ish, not Elon Musk, Peter, and finally, the Bear Boys of Colorado. That will bring me to the end of another long episode of Ride the Lightning, your weekly Tesla unofficial podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. I, uh, it's funny, I, when I started talking, I even told Maz up front, like we, before we started recording, I said to him, you know, in the interest of being respectful of his time, I said, yeah, I'm thinking this will be maybe like a 15 or 20 minute thing for the podcast. And he, I just had so much fun talking to him that we, we went on for, actually we went on for an hour and I cut 10 minutes out of it. So, so yeah, we had a great time chatting. I hope you enjoyed that conversation, hearing about what it's like to own one of these first cyber trucks. Uh, so thank you to Maz. Thank you to all of you backing me on any level of the Patreon. Thank you to all of you who take the time and listen to Ride the Lightning and hang out with me each and every week. So for a snoozing Zelina, the future service dog, who I hope goes on to graduate and become a service dog and help somebody out. And for Daisy, the boxer, who will uh, never leave my side and I, I hope I never want her to. Thank you to all of you. Happy electric motoring. And I will see you all back here next week. I mean, I think a Tesla is the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. That's what it's meant to be. Our goal is to make... It's, it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment. It's maximum fun.